This is Karen McGill, and you are listening to From Burnout to Best Self. Welcome and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the uh, Burnout to Best Health podcast. Today, I'm talking about rushing. Uh, I'm going to give you some personal insights and also just talk about the impact of it uh, in our lives and how it really does aggravate a feeling of burnout and perhaps some ways to um, rectify, notice and rectify. So rushing. Let's talk about this for a second. Um, I know all about rushing. This is very much part of my personality. I think it drives my husband crazy because he is the reverse. Uh, And my sense of rushing, my sense of getting all the things done and being as productive as possible has been heightened over this period of time that, you know, we've bought this house and sold our house and packed our life up and moved from California to Austin. Oh, by the way, incidentally, I will do a personal update on our move at the end of the podcast. So for those of you who are not interested in the behind the scenes, you can just stop when I've uh, completed the rushing portion of this uh, episode and then you can just leave it there as opposed to having a fast forward through. So anyway, um, I am somebody who is chaotically rushing all the time, even when things are not necessarily pressing. And it comes from this need, I want to say it's it comes from a need of perfection, of wanting to get to, not even perfection, but this place of, you know, things will be great when, uh, when I have my house unpacked, when I have my house uh, set up, when I have my life set up, when all the things here in Texas are settled, uh, but not before them. So uh, in an effort to want to have that feeling of being settled and feeling happy, because I'm always postponing it, I'm always tossing it out there in the future, uh, I rush. I rush and I push myself to do too much. And I push my my husband uh, an awful lot to do more than he probably should. Uh, I rush to dinner. I rush when I get out of bed. I rush to get my workout done. I rush to get my morning routine done, my uh, meditation and my tapping and all of those things. I rush all of it. And I do that, like I said, because I figure that when all of that is done, I get the gold star, the check mark, and ah, you know, relief. Life is good again. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, there's no there there. Uh, I rush my morning routine to start work and then I rush my way through work. And then when I'm done work, I rush to get dinner done and uh, then I rush to eat my dinner, which is a really bad habit I have acquired over the years, eating quickly. Uh, and then I do all of that to rush to get on the couch at the end of the night. And usually it's by the time that I get on the couch at the end of the night, that's my ritual. That's my moment to breathe and chill and maybe, you know, watch some TV. <clears throat> That's a good night. On a bad night, I'll get on my laptop and rush through a bunch of work. Um, so very rarely do I actually enjoy the fruits of my rushing, <laughs> uh, which is actually kind of sad. And I think a lot of that um, that idea and that behavior became eh, so clear to me when I read that book, The Rushing Woman Syndrome, which I've talked about on the podcast before. So listen to some of my earlier podcasts if you want to get more information on that book. Uh, But the whole idea the author of that book suggests is that we rush based on a feeling of not feeling good enough. 
So while I'd like to say that it's because, you know, happiness is just around the corner and I need to rush to get there, it really is about not feeling enough. My life is not enough. I am not enough. Uh, What I'm doing is not enough. Um, I'm not getting enough done in the day. I'm not productive enough. I'm not enough. And uh, that's that's a hard thing to admit. And I don't necessarily mean that I am not enough because on some level I know that I'm enough. Enough for what? I don't know. Like that um, giant cat in the sky with the measuring stick who is going to, uh, you know, confirm or deny whether or not I'm enough. I don't know. <laughs> but um, there's there's a, a level of feeling lack and less than that drives that rushingness. And um, if that's something that you feel you have a tendency to do, then uh, you're certainly not alone. Um, if you have never really thought about it, now is a good time to look at it. Think about your life for a second. Take a deep breath and think about your your morning. You know, do you rush through your morning? Do you rush your kids through your morning and your husband? Or is it just you rushing to work, being in traffic and getting frustrated that people in front of you are not driving fast enough? Are you harried at work? Are you frustrated that people aren't, you know, delivering on your expectations fast enough? Is your lunch not being served enough? Is fast enough or is is you know the Starbucks barista not making your latte fast enough and uh, can you not get home to your couch fast enough and I think those are all legitimate frustrations but if we're constantly going through life feeling like this isn't happening fast enough you know you're not meeting your mate fast enough you're not um, getting out of debt fast enough you're not getting out of school fast enough if everything is a rush what happens when you come to the end of it? You know, like what happens when you come to the end of life and you're met with that moment of shit, I rushed myself my entire life to get here to my deathbed, you know? You know, when you think about it that way, when you put it into that perspective, you you have to ask yourself, what exactly are you rushing for? And what's the hurry? Because all of these processes, from the minute you get up in the morning and start your day to the minute you go to bed at night, it's your life. It's not a checklist. It's your life. And as I say your, I actually mean me (laughs) and you. I have to remind myself that, right? So, you know, in the past week, we've moved from California to Texas, and I won't get into the great details of it yet. Uh... But I rushed that whole time. I rushed my husband through every stop that we made. I rushed um, every experience that we had every night when we landed in the hotel. I rushed to get the dogs fed. I rushed to get us fed. I rushed to get to bed because I knew we needed to wake up in the morning, rush through my workout, and get on to the next destination. Uh, and none of that process was was fun. Um, I don't know that it could have done much to make it more fun, but I could have made it more pleasurable and bearable if I weren't rushing. And then we got here a couple of nights ago and our furniture is not going to be here for a while. It might be weeks. So in an effort to have some furniture, um, I went online to Amazon to order like a headboard for the mattress that we have and um, some outdoor furniture uh, so we have something to sit on because we have nothing and um, in my mad rush to get it ordered I shipped it to myself in California 
and uh, it doesn't look like I can stop that shipment. And I am so angry at myself this morning for that. And there's nothing I can do. I just have to hope and pray that, you know, FedEx will somehow turn the bus around before it arrives at my old house. (laughs) Um, And I got so mad at myself. I got so mad at myself because that's something I should have checked. I should not have let that happen. And it, had I not been rushing and had I not been exhausted from rushing all day, I probably wouldn't have had that happen. And it just brings me back to that place of I am rushing. I'm trying to take this massive life change and squeeze it into uh, a two-week transition period where, you know, somehow in my mind at the end of a couple of weeks, everything will be settled and, and life will just be you know, calm and, and tickety-boo and it'll be fine. And I'm giving myself no space for, you know, a little magic to happen. No space for um, life to happen in the spaces in between unpacking and organizing and sorting and getting myself settled here. And when I realized this morning that I had made that colossal screw up, that I have no idea how I'm going to get through, I mean, I'll get through it. It's not life or death. I have no idea how I'm going to deal with this because big pieces of furniture are going to show up at my old house and the new buyers are not going to be happy about it. Uh, So as I sat here and think about that screw up and realized that I'm rushing and the more I rush, the worse it gets, the more aggravated I feel and the more... um, like inflamed I feel just inflamed with anger and emotion as well as just gut issues that I've been dealing with since I got here or since actually since we left California I realize I need to stop I need to stop and um, just chill out you know it's okay not to be rushing 24 7 and I need to take every day a little bit of time to find some joy in the day and not make it all about everything needs to get done right now. So I did do a little bit of that yesterday. Um, and, you know, all, we have a million things to unpack and do here, but we did take a couple hours out, threw on our bathing suits and just tossed around in the pool for a few hours. And it felt glorious to have a pause in life just for a moment to settle in and take in the fact that we did it you know we bought a house sold a house packed a house moved across halfway across the country and we're here in one piece so I felt really good about that yesterday and then um, I got back into my rushing ways and ordered all my furniture and it wasn't until this morning that I was ordering more furniture that I realized oh crap that's what I did so then the mad scramble to try and see if I could rectify it and, you know, getting myself into just like tying myself in knots, trying to figure it out. And I couldn't. So I had to, again, take a moment and pause and say, okay, Karen, no amount of you freaking out is going to fix this. So, um, you know, what I heard was that I needed to just wait and call them back later. So I said, okay, I'll do that. And instead of, you know, going on to the next thing, rushing on to the next thing where I could regain that sense of control that I feel like I so desperately need right now. Instead, I went and I got a mani-pedi. <laughs> and, you know, part of me hates it when 
I hear people say, you know, self-care, take a bubble bath, get a mani-pedi. But as I sat there in that massage chair today, getting my pedicure, I felt calm and I felt good. And it occurred to me that self-care is anything that calms you down. It's anything that takes you from that fight or flight mode into your parasympathetic mode, where your your digestive system, where your um, your parasympathetic nervous system can just take a moment and you can rest and digest. So I will correct previous blog posts and comments I've made around many petties. If that chills you out, if that makes you feel good, I get it. Um, so anyways, I did that this afternoon after I made my screw up and I've just gotten home a little while ago and uh, I was tempted to, again, get right back into busy mode and I thought, no, uh, I'm just going to lay on my bed for a little bit because, you know, until my furniture gets here, there's very little I can do and it just seems like if I rush and rush, I in an attempt to make life easier, I tend to uh, complicate things more. So if I'm unwilling to do things in a calm <laughs> manner, then I'm not ready to do anything yet. And uh, so I jumped on Instagram because that's what I do to stall. And two things came to me and I, I feel like they were pings from the universe. And the first one was, if you can't do it with joy, there's no point in doing it at all. And that was uh, Jessica Lively who had posted that. Uh, I adore her. Definitely somebody worth following on Instagram. And it was it was true for me that so much of this could be joyful. I mean, I've got this beautiful big new home that I get to decorate and recreate. Um, but I'm not even lifting my head up enough to look at it and take in the joy and take in the the beauty of what we've accomplished because I'm just heads down in boxes and, and trying to order stuff and doing everything way too fast. So I feel, uh, I feel grateful for those words because they, they made a lot of sense to me in the moment that I need to find joy in every day. So yesterday I did my little pool time. Today I did my little mani-pedi. And tomorrow I will do something else to find joy. But I promise you this, that will become part of my practice. And I've talked about my practice a lot. That's really just a morning practice. And I've also said it's intentionally morning practice because my day tends to get, you know, crazy. And I push myself that way. It's not that my life is, you know, out of control. It's that I push myself to be crazy uh, about getting everything done. Again, because of that feeling of not enough. But I'm going to work to insert joy into my day, even if I have to make it something that I put on my never-ending to-do list, because it needs to be there and it's necessary. Um, so anyway, back to Instagram. The second thing I got was um, another ping from the universe I wanted to read uh, to you. It looks like it's something from Esther Hicks. So if you're not familiar with Esther Hicks, uh, this is the whole law of attraction secret thing, uh, which you may or may not have any uh, invested uh, interest in, but I just thought the message was interesting. So this is from Make It Fabulous, somebody else I follow on Instagram, and I really adore everything she posts. But she says, um, and she's screenshotting uh, this little words of wisdom, if you are rushing or hurrying, know that those thoughts and actions are based in fear, fear of being late. 
and you are fixing up, if you are bad, fixing up a bad thing ahead for yourself, There's, then as you continue to rush, you will continue to attract bad things. You will continue to, as you continue to rush, you will attract one bad thing after another into your path. In addition to that, the law of attraction is quote unquote, fixing up more future circumstances that will cause you to rush and hurry. You must stop and move yourself off that frequency. Take a few moments and shift yourself if you don't want to summon bad things to yourself. And uh, I don't know, I, I, that was kind of oddly written, but um, it resonated with me. And it was basically the universe saying, stop, stop rushing, take a deep breath. Not everything needs to be done today. Where you are is enough. What you've done is enough. And there will be many days to come where you can do more. So uh, after reading that, I just felt a, a, a great sense of relief and peace. And I thought about y'all, and I'm starting to say y'all because I live in Texas now and it sounds appropriate. And, you know, some of you have started emailing me talking about your burnout experiences, mostly from work, and that either you're taking time off or you're hoping to take time off and create space. And, and I really just, I want to apply to you for that because I feel like if you're at a place of burnout and you're up against that wall, the only thing you can do is create space for yourself. And some of you are going to have the ability to do that easily by taking time off, and some of you aren't. Uh, if you feel like you can't take time off and you can't create space, the only other thing you can do is start to focus on things that you have control over, that you have a clear intention to change and that's in your power to change. Because, uh, once again, and I've said this before in an earlier podcast, I feel like burnout internally there's also there's always external circumstances that will lead you towards burnout but truly we get to a place of burnout because we don't feel like we have control and creating space and time in your life is one way to regain control whether you have to take a few days off work or you know just create some white space after work where you can just be alone and quiet or um if that's not available to you, look at how much you're rushing, rushing through your days, pushing yourself through your days, white knuckling yourself through your days. Where can you ease up? Maybe looking for joy is too hard to do right now. Maybe you're not in that space and I can appreciate that because sometimes I'm not in that space either when things are so hard and so tough that you can't find space for joy. But maybe you can find space for space, space for peace, a little peace of mind. You know, maybe that's in your car. Maybe you're in a traffic jam and you turn off the news because the news is doing nothing for you right now, sister, let me tell you. Um, or the loud music or whatever else have you. Put on a little bit of like classical or spa music. Deep belly breaths. I've taught you this in previous podcasts, but I'll, I'll share it again right now if you if you want to automatically engage the parasympathetic nervous system, big, long, in and out, deep belly breaths, not from your chest, but from your belly, you will automatically feel better. And I'm doing that right now. 
and I'm automatically feeling better myself. I'm actually feeling a lot of, a lot better just having this conversation with you. Um, I hope it's making you feel better. I hope it's resonating with you. Try and find some control in your day, even if you have to pull over, pull over the car. Um, say no to the person that you've said you would spend time with tonight or, you know, say no to something you've committed to that you just need to pull back so that you have time. You don't, you don't owe anybody any explanation, but sometimes it's nice to say, you know what? I just can't right now. I need to make some space and time for myself. Most people understand that. The other thing uh, I want to share is one more download from the universe that I got today that I really appreciated. And this is from a podcast I was listening to. You can tell I I take in a lot of content in a day, but I do so more consciously now. Um, I'm always looking for pings from the universe and I get a lot of pings from the universe from Instagram and podcasts. So today I was listening to um, Amy Porterfield. She has a great podcast and she was interviewing Marie Forleo. And Marie was talking about her new book, Everything is Figureoutable. And I haven't gotten it yet, but I will hopefully get my hands on it soon. And I'm going to see her uh, on her book tour here in Austin. So I'm excited for that as well. Uh, anyway, she said today that one of the reasons why we often don't get what it is we want or we get burnt out or we feel like we're running around in circles or we're asking ourselves, why in the AF? <laughs> Uh, are are we doing X, Y, or Z? Because it's not getting us any closer to where we want to be. And the thing that she said was that um, it's often about clarity and not really knowing what it is we want precisely. And I get that because I struggle with clarity. I struggle with, you know, like squirrel syndrome, like this looks good and that looks good and running around in circles and changing my mind on the daily. Uh, and that burns me out. And because you start to do all the things and you lack focus and your energy and you only have so much energy. So if it's unfocused, it's wasted. And, um, you know, the, the, the fastest way to get nowhere is to point yourself in nowhere's direction. So, uh, you know, she said the best thing that you can do if you find that yourself, if you find yourself running ragged is really just get clear, get clear on what it is you want. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, that's easy for you to say, Karen. It's easier said than done. And I agree. But she gave me a great tool that I will share with you now. It's so simple, but it actually was very effective. If you don't know what you want, you're struggling with clarity in your life right now, play this little game with yourself. Get a pen and piece of paper, or if you're in the car, just turn off everything, including this podcast once we're done, (laughs) and ask yourself, wouldn't it be nice if and see what comes up in, in the direction of what it is you're burning yourself out over. Maybe it's, wouldn't it be nice if I worked at a place where they appreciated where I worked or my, the work that I did? Or wouldn't it be nice to work for a boss that I really, truly admired and respected? Wouldn't it be nice if I only had to work four days a week? Wouldn't it be nice if I got to work from home one day a week? Start thinking about that. Start dreaming because you know what? Whatever comes up after wouldn't it be nice is is really what it is you want because to look at things from that perspective it immediately brings you into that dreaming mode where your heart gets a chance to speak and it's your heart not your head that needs to guide you if you're not clear because the beauty of this and I know this to be true and Marie talked about it today as well once you're clear 
crystal freaking clear on what it is you want, it will come your way. It absolutely will. I was very clear with myself that I needed more space, space uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, financially to go after my dreams. And it took seven weeks from the point we jumped on a plane to go to Austin to where I am today to be here sitting in my new closet in Austin That all transpired. I bought a house. I sold a house. I shipped all my crap. (laughs) And I drove across the country in seven weeks. And that's because I was crystal clear on what I wanted. And uh, whether you believe or not about, you know, universal energy is is not even necessarily uh, dependent on knowing that this is true. Because your reticular activating system, which is a part of your brain that filters out all of the other information in the world to just focus on the pieces of information, the choices, the decisions, the people, the connections, the opportunities, the universal downloads, the ones I'm telling you right now. Uh, Your reticular activating system, when it is crystal clear on what it is intended to do, your intention, it will start teasing out the most important pieces of information that will deliver that to you. So... Maybe you want to believe it's the universe that's sending you what you need, or maybe you want to believe that it's your brain uh, that's helping you achieve what you want. Step one is being clear on what that is. So that's hard to do when you're rushing around like a mad person, like a chicken with your head cut off. I'm talking to myself again here, but you may need needed to hear it too. Um, so that's what I have for you today. And, uh, I'm going to pause for a break here and then I'm going to share a personal update on our trip and our journey and, um, where we are right now and what the next steps are. So if that's something that you're interested in, hang on and I will see you on the other side of this. And we're back and what a freaking week and a half it's been. Um, where do I start? Uh, as you guys know, we have been planning this move from California to Austin. Um, the house, our house closed here about a week ago. Um, our house in the Bay Area closes on Friday. Uh, and we were all set to ship my, my car here and um, move all of our stuff and then drive out to Texas in a rental car. But we decided at the last minute to sell my car and um, buy a new car for me and we would drive out in that. So uh, I had a Mini and a Mini is just not an appropriate car to drive across the country. So we ended up using a service called Carvana. If you have a newer car, like my Mini was not even a year old. Um, if you have a newer car and you're looking to get rid of it uh, in a really easy way, poss- in the easiest way possible, you don't want to have to deal with selling it yourself because I think that can be really dangerous. Uh, carvana.com. I'm not sponsored by them at all, but I just had a really great experience with them. You literally plug your VIN and your VIN number into their website and give the, you know, some rough estimates on mileage and whether or not it scratches or not and whether it's been an accident and they spit out like a, we will give you this much money for it. And it's a really reasonable amount. So, uh, they came and picked up my car in a flatbed and off it went. Uh, and then we went and bought me a new car, um, which is great. And then uh, last Wednesday, the movers came and picked up all of our stuff, which was, uh, 
it was decent in the sense that we picked a really great moving company. So I just feel like everything about this move has been so well orchestrated and divine timing by the universe. And it feels like the universe is really just making this all come together well for us, even though I tend to make things harder than they need to be because of my stress levels. Uh, what I did last Monday, the little snafu, was um, I was working out. I have a bad shoulder and I did something to it and I made it significantly worse. So my pain tolerance or my pain threshold for that shoulder, my left shoulder, I went from like a 3 out of 10 to an 11 out of 10. Um, and I suffered through it for a couple of days. And then on the moving day, uh, I just could not even move. Uh, not, and most of the packing was done, but I, there's still a lot you need to do on a moving day. So I ended up in urgent care on our moving day. And my husband stayed at the house with the movers. We got everything done. It was fine. I ended up getting shot in my shoulder and it feels a lot better, but I do need to get it checked out. And then on Friday, so Thursday we spent, uh, you know, just doing little things uh, around uh, the house locally, getting rid of things and donating a bunch of stuff. And then on Friday morning, we packed up the final bits and bobs of our belongings in my new car and, you know, took one more last tour around the house. I got very emotional, <laughs> um, which was odd because, you know, I wanted this move. I, I wanted this with all my heart, but we weren't moving because of something bad. Um, you know, I have a great life in the Bay Area. I've got great rent friends and it's a beautiful home that we had with a beautiful view. Uh, so those last few moments in the house were, you know, the end of an era. And it's interesting as you get older, change becomes a little bit harder, even though I'm very good at change and I'm very open to it. You notice that, you know, you're, you have, less life may be ahead of you than you had behind you and which sounds a little morbid and maybe that's not even true I I don't know Uh, but you start thinking that way and you realize that this could be the last of certain things it's definitely the last time we will live on the peninsula in Silicon Valley because by the time we get back to the Bay Area I hope to be retired and uh, you know unless there's some major shifts in the economy in the local economy um, we won't be going back to like a three or four million dollar home so it's the last time I'll live in the peninsula, even though I may go back to the Bay Area. And, you know, we were thinking of Napa or Sonoma as a potential uh, retirement location. It was the last time I was going to be there. It was the last time I was going to live there. And I had a lot of great memories from that house. So it was sad to, uh, it was sad to, you know, say goodbye to it. But we did. And we packed up and we went, got in a car and off we went. And then it was three days. We took three days. It was about, I would say about between 10 and 12 hours a day of driving, including stop times and stuff like that. We had two dogs. So, you know, they need to get out. We need to get out. And uh, we spent a night in Kingman, Arizona. And then our second stop was El Paso, Texas. And then the last day we drove from El Paso and got here to Austin at around 7 p.m., got in the house And it was every bit as beautiful as we had seen it when we decided to buy it seven weeks ago. So um, I did a little house tour on uh, my Instagram page, and that is at Karen McGill, C-A-R-E-N-M-A-G-I-L-L on Instagram. And if you're interested to see, I I did a living room. I did a front door entryway slash living room slash view tour. So I'll I'll do more tours of the house uh, as time goes on, but I'm just... Trying not to rush as much, uh, (laughs) 
you can imagine. And uh, so we've been here about 48 hours so far and you know, a lot of work needs to happen. Our furniture may or may not show up for three weeks. So I need to be okay with just being here in a big old empty house. We have two lawn chairs and a king size mattress and that is our life right now. But the dogs are starting to get used to it. We love the pool. We love the neighborhood, although we haven't seen much of it yet. And um, the weather is definitely very hot. It's about 100-ish degrees right now. But, uh, you know, we haven't been outside much. I think we're just going to do what everybody else in Austin does in the month of August and September. And it's just be inside during the hottest hours of the day. And it'll all be good. So that's where we are right now. Um, I want to be... I want to be methodical and thoughtful about how I create this home. On the one hand, as I've said before, this is, you know, this is my dream home. And this is going to be like the, probably the biggest, most elaborate home we live in in our lives. So I want it to be beautiful. And I, and I don't want to, you know, hold off on doing things. I want to, I want to make this as pretty as I possibly can. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to buy a bunch of stuff that when we leave this home, um, you know, we won't know what to do with because we'll probably downsize in our next home whenever that is. That might be in five years. That might be in, you know, 20 years. I don't know. But um, I want to create a home that is precious for us today, but is not going to create a ton of work for us somewhere down the line. And also just being thoughtful about consumption and my footprint, environmental footprint, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. So uh, I'm trying to be thoughtful of all of that. Clearly, I wasn't on that train last night when I ordered a bunch of furniture and sent it to California. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it will all work out as long as I keep those thoughts in mind and I approach this with clarity. You know, wouldn't it be nice if using those playful words to really tease out what my heart wants right now and I stay present to it? I know all will be well. I know it. If there's one thing I know, it's that uh, when I listen to my heart, which is not an easy thing to do sometimes, but when I listen to my heart, all is well. So on that note, I'm going to head out now. Um, I would love to know if these episodes are helping you. You can head to my my website, thefithabit.com, and from there you can email me. Um, get on my mailing list and uh, you will receive... Uh, some journal prompts that can be helpful in helping you listen to your heart and also transform anything that you would want to change about yourself. Then um, also connect with me on Instagram. I have several different accounts and I really want to bring it down to one. So I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that today. And I think I'm going to point everybody towards Karen McGill because that's who I am. So on that note, I'm going to head out now and wish you a great week and I will probably be back next Sunday. So sorry for the midweek um, interruption in schedule and uh, I hope that you're all doing well and I hope this was helpful. Have a beautiful and blessed week. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From Burnout to Best Self. I really appreciate you being here and I would super appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That really helps me get the podcast out to more people and to help me get better people on the, or not better people, but fascinating people on the podcast. So do me a huge, head over to iTunes, give me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. And also, 
I would love to connect with you on Instagram. I like to see the people who actually listen to this podcast. I want to see my community uh, face-to-face. So go over there, follow me on Instagram at burnout to best self, and uh, let me know you're a listener. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to do a screenshot of the episode that you uh, are listening to and share it on your stories and tag me, then I will be happy to share back. So um, thanks for connecting, guys. I love you, and uh, I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Take care. Thank you.